Hey guys, Drummer here. Hope you guys are having a great time, but just want you guys to know that we do have a YouTube channel right now, and it would be awesome if you guys checked it out. Go ahead and type in Drum and Drummer in the YouTube search bar, and you will see our beautiful faces there. And we are putting out amazing content uh, with our beautiful faces, and we hope you guys enjoy. However, if you are enjoying just simply listening to us, go ahead and stay here on the podcast. The episode will be coming up right now. We're rolling. We're rolling, We're rolling. Boy. They see me rolling. They hating. Are you what? Wondering why we're driving in the drum and drummer. Gotta drive that drum and drummer. Gotta drive that drum and drummer. That drum and drummer podcast, baby. That's pretty solid, dude. Thanks, man. What's up, dude? <laughs> like my hat? I fucking hate your hat. I hate your hat so why, much. Why, bro? We match. Isn't that cool? You match your older brother. <sighs> Listen, dude. I know we're friends and all. We're not friends. We're brothers. I know we're brothers and all, but we got to set a line at some point. What? Why are you trying to be like me? I was here first. You're trying to be I'm, like me. I'm the one on the, on the Drum and Drummer podcast that wears the hat. You know this. I've been wearing hats. You've literally never worn a hat. I've always worn hats. Emily pointed it out. When? A long time ago. She said I was balding. That's why I wear hats all the time. <laughs> Emily. I'm really honest. I miss her. I hope she's doing well. She's all right. I'm sure she is. Can brothers, do brothers have to be friends? No. Yeah. Well, they don't have to be. I know some brothers that don't even like each other. That is true. But Matthew's my friend. No, I'm not. I'm your brother. And I, too, am his. No. And together, we are brothers. All right. Well, whoever is watching, I want you to tell me and send it to somewhere that we can respond I think Matt looks like a 30-year-old trying to look 15 again. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but if, if you disagree, then, you know, <laughs> shout him out. Shout up, David. <laughs> roll the damage roll. Up on the housetop, reindeer paws. Out jumps good old Santa Claus. Down through the chimney with lots of toys. All for the little one's Christmas joys. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 56. Week 56, guys. That's 5 times 10 is 50 plus 6. 56, mother truckers. Yes. And as always, we're your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and the and three heavy S's. Metal. And the three S's. Storytelling. Supernatural. And self-improvement. That was beautiful. That was, that was pretty good, dude. Pretty good. Hey, bro, um, honestly, me and Matt are vibing hard today. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I haven't seen him in a couple days, so, you know, I, uh, I'm i not mad at him, which is pretty nice. You haven't nice. seen me? Yeah, you were in class all day yesterday. Oh, that's crazy. I haven't seen you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's usually how that works. Oh, dang. I mean, I guess not all the time. I guess sometimes people... Have seen other people, but they haven't seen that person, you know? Any, anyways, dude, what's up, man? How was your week? Dude, my week's been good. A uh, little busy with school. Um, all in all, took took a test. Didn't go well. And I did a project that also didn't go go as well as I... It's been a rough week. All right. project, be honest. The project wasn't your fault. Yeah, so I was trying to... Uh, get the systems to work, and I, they got, they give you a bunch of virtual machines to use in in this. Uh, it's basically called like control your network or something, and you have to control all these virtual machines in a Linux and Ubuntu, which is just another form of Kali, and then um, on a Windows 10 machine into a Windows 7 into your computer, and you have to make sure all of them are connecting within an internal LAN, 
and then a different a different Linux system is trying to hack into yours. So you have to control it, and make sure that you can catch the Linux system by like catching like their uh, packets that they send through. Um, so none of my VMs were working, and I had to figure out why. And this was even part of the project. They're supposed to you're supposed to download them right away, and they're supposed to work like they're supposed to. You don't have to touch anything. Not how that worked for me. I had to touch everything. I had to go through all the internet settings. I had to go into like the actual VMs and like find out why I couldn't get the IPv4s, but I was only getting IPv6s. Damn. And that's the thing. Like, and then even when I did get my IPv4s, the IPv4s weren't the ones that I was looking for. They were they were like a subset. So they were like there. I had two IPv4s now instead of having one. Did you did you hit the backspace? Uh, yeah, and. I was trying to, I had to like run like, oh, I did. <laughs> did it work? No, Damn not at all. So they made you run like a, this thing called a DH client, which gives you like the baseline of what you're looking for. Um, it's DH client so hard to explain. I honestly don't really get it. I mean, that's okay. Cause, cause I, as, as much as you like, didn't do well on your project, we know you've learned a lot because I had I no, no idea, idea what, what so about. many of Is those that you want to talk about insurance? Uh, no, I just feel uninterested. So yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 So <laughs> rough week weekend so, too. So let me ask you this. So with this class that you're in, like, what is your end goal? Like you're gonna like obviously it's to get a job after this, right? Yeah, yeah. What kind of what kind of job <sighs> do do you want? My my I want my first job would be really cool to be a junior administrator, which is just making rules and regulations for the company. Mm-hmm. Um but I'll probably end up doing tickets. It's called ticketing. Yeah. So it's for just basic IT level one. So do you see yourself uh, like getting stuck at that job? Like, do you think that there's a possibility of like, you're just there like doing tickets and like, you're like, it's not great, but it's not bad. Like you work for a cool company and then you're just kind of like, you don't love your job, but you don't really hate it either. And then like, just kind of getting stuck there. Like, do you see that? Like, I would get so fucking bored. I want to do something cool. I want to do something with cybersecurity related, not IT related. So, so you would feel stuck. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, I, that's what Matt was getting at. So, um, the the one thing that comes to my mind is actually when David got his first job out of college. First, second, first one, probably first. I think it's the first one where um, the first time I had seen him after he had you know had this job for a little bit, and I asked him like, "Dude, how was it?" And he goes, "Is it's cool? Like I I like the people I work with. I like the work that I do, but I understand now." why hobbies are so important yeah having those outlets oh yeah right things that give you a little bit more so do you think that maybe not necessarily ticketing but like you know if you go and you get your hacking or your cybersecurity, like well, how do you feel about you know getting stuck at a job uh why people get stuck there or like satisfaction and like hobbies and how important that stuff is outside of your work i feel like comfortability is huge it's like a huge thing and i think a lot of people get stuck in that I used to work with a guy back at like the sex shop and uh, he was he was scared. So he worked at Blockbuster, worked at Blockbuster for like 12 years. How old was this guy? <laughs> he was an older gentleman. Dang. Yeah. Um, he was super, super weird. And he was at the sex shop with you? Well, he ended up like so when Blockbuster closed down that last store, which is his store in California, he got a job with the sex store. Wait, did he own the Blockbuster? No, no. He, he was, was just, just a like cashier. A manager. Oh, really? So his thing was, he's like, I like movies. This is cool. Literally, that's how he explained it to me. 
And I was like, you didn't get bored? He's like, no, dude. I got to watch all these movies all the time, talk to people about them. Like, it was cool. I enjoyed it. That's true. He worked there. He probably got to pick yeah. what movies got. All the time. And he, he loved it. And he's, he always, like, enjoyed it. But the thing was is he looked like a guy that would work at a blockbuster. Like, just if you think of one that just is, yeah, this movie's good. Yeah. But if you really want to watch a movie, you're going to watch this one. You know, like, if you want to watch real acting or something like that. So he was a cool person, uh, a little, little, little different, but um, all in all, a good guy. And when I saw him at the sex shop, uh, he was working for our new website, and we were, he was the one that was running. Uh, so people, somebody would order something, and we would he would package it and send it out, right? And so at that point, we were very we were just started the website, so it was like three three weeks to like a month old, and so he was just starting all that. And they were paying him $2 extra, which is like $16, $17 an hour. But he was like just comfortable. Hmm. And the thing is, is he would talk about doing all these things outside of work. He's like, yeah. He's like, I want to I wanna make a podcast about movies and talk about that. He's like, I don't really like my girlfriend that much, but she's super nice to me. So that's cool. <laughs> and I was like... Okay, so he would come, like I, I ended up starting to avoid him a little bit because his energy level was so stuck in a in a certain mindset that you know what I'm not happy where I'm at, but if I leave, what if I'm not happy then? Like not really, really not happy. And so I realized that that's exactly what I don't want to be, and that's exactly where I don't want to look. What's you that what I mean? saying where it's like uh, better is the devil that you know? Something like that. Better the devil that you know than the one you don't. Than the one you don't. Yeah, that I, makes sense. That's interesting though, because the the whole conversation leading up, you made it sound like this guy was super cool. He is with his job and like with his situation. Because yeah. he was like, yeah, I, I, this isn't like the greatest job and everything. And that's how you made but it look. This is this is what I you know I'm I'm chill with it because I get to do all this other stuff after. Yeah. And then right at the end, you just yeah. pulled the rug out from under us, and you're like, no, he hated it. Yeah, and he, he just he life. was always doing that where like. At first, you would talk to him, be like a cool guy, but then you got to get to know him, and you're like, "Oh, you're just like you're stuck in like a world that you don't even know how to get out of." So, do you think? Do you think he knew that? I told him. I uh, I told him straight up. I mean, I was like, I was like, "Bro, aren't you fucking bored?" Because I I had to go help him every once in a while, and so I would be up there for like eight to nine hours with him, and he would just talk, and like we would talk, have good conversations. We liked a lot of the same things. But except for like our mindset of moving forward and not moving forward was our thing. So I looked at him and at the end of the day and he was talking about how mistreated the company was treating him, like how they were just like fucking with them. And they would tease him with these like, oh, we're going to start a warehouse. We're going to start a warehouse. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, you can't have it. It's not your warehouse to have, you know. So then they would come talk to me about getting the warehouse. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You like he's been with the company a lot longer and he knows his shit. Yeah. I was like, I just worked at UPS for like a year. I was like, come on, like use your brain. Like he knows what he's doing. So this guy didn't, this guy had no ambition in his career and he resented it for that. But do you think there are people that don't have ambition in their career and are like super cool, super cool with it and like are fine being in one place and doing the same thing for their job? I don't know if I've ever met anybody that's just okay, except for that guy. I don't know if I ever met anybody that was just okay. I think that it like depends on like that person's like set of values. Like it, do they value the job or do they value 
being comfortable for some but people. But it's comfortable have, to them. Like if this this supposed person that we'd be talking about is this like somebody who like went to school, like everything was kind of set in stone for them. They did all these things, and then finally they were like, "Okay, well I have my what was my dream job. Now I just kind of chill here, and I'm the CEO of this company forever." Like, is that what you mean? Or is he like working up and then he's like, you know what? It's cool here at the IT level one. I don't think we need to put a title on anything. I think it's just he works at a job that he he enjoys. Like he enjoys what he does. And but he doesn't hate it. He doesn't absolutely love it. He's just comfortable. Like it pays the bills. It does this and that. And like I think it's hard these these conversations because I'm not somebody like that. Right. Like I'm very I have all these things I want to do. And, you know, yeah. I, I go and I, I do what I can to make them happen. Um, and if you are in any part of like hustle culture, um, whether that's quotes you read, it's always like work, 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 you know, like, like the last time you grew is when you were uncomfortable, which stuff that I, I believe and I agree with. Right. But I think there's a place where it's like comfortability is okay. You know, like, I don't think it's, necess- it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I, I feel like I'm right. I feel like I'm missing the point. I think so. The reason I, I, I put this in the talking points was I saw a video where a dude was like, imagine you're at a job and you're talking to a coworker and that coworker is like, oh, you're a lifer. And he was like, what? He's like, yeah, like you're a lifer. And it was like the initial reaction to that is one of like disgust or revulsion because it's like, you think I could be here for 10 years, 15, 20 years? Like, no way. And so when I heard that, I was like, well, that like why does that need why do you need to get why do you need to be stuck at a job you know what and it just led into this idea of how much our culture american culture focuses on ambition in a career yeah rather than ambition like ambition i think is always good for the soul but it doesn't necessarily need to be for the career mm-hmm. you know it could, could be in those hobbies it could be you know in that guy want to do a podcast and, and i think it's in in the idea of like back to what i said like it's what that person values like that person could be like you know what um i want a stable salary one that helps me pay the bills keep the keeps the lights on food on the table we have a little spending money you know uh but i want to be at every single one of my kids practices yeah, because growing up, my dad wasn't able to be at mine and he sacrificed a lot. And I, I really would have I, I always wanted that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make sure that I am at every single practice. I think it comes down to the person, which is why this is such a touchy topic, because it's like, it, it, what do you value? Like, so, for instance, I um, one of my coworkers, he calls me a Cumbre lifer. You're going to be here for life. I don't see that as a negative thing, though. Right. Because I'm, I'm not like. But the the normal viewpoint is that if someone heard that in their beginning years it would be assumed that that's a bad thing yeah um people would people would naturally take that in a bad way you you don't because you're gonna explain it but yeah um yeah i I mean i guess like i i guess the thing that comes to my head is you you're a lifer you're a data analyst or a data entry person at some company you sit in a cubicle for eight hours a day you clock in at nine you clock out at five you come home watch tv go to sleep that that is absolutely no way to live Ugh. you know what i mean unless like you know you have your values and you that that fits for you great but that's just not me personally because i'm like you know i don't i there's so much extra time outside of nine to five that i can make work like it doesn't have to be confined in these 
these walls. And back in the day, it did, you know, when yeah. it was like you had to drive into work, you had to work, you had to come home, uh -huh. right? But we have this great thing in technology and the internet where we can literally create a business from 7 p.m. till midnight and work on that. Well, we don't need to tell anybody. It doesn't need to be publicly known. I can, you can use a fake name, whatever you want, right? But there are tools and resources out there to help you progress forward in whatever it is. So if you were really into movies and you want to start a podcast about movies, you can do those things, right? But I think it's all about the person because there are people out there who are like, I want to be a family man. I want to come home. I want to have dinner with my family, watch a movie, make those memories, and then go to bed and do it all over again. You there know? are people on the internet who do all kinds of, they do art, sculpting, you know, all these artistic pursuits that they post and you see their stuff and you never think like, I think the assumption is always like, dang, they must do that for a living. It's like, no, they could be an accountant mm -hmm. and this is like the, uh, the rest of their time. And maybe accountant is just, they're cool with it because it lets them have all this time to do what they really love, which is sculpting. Yeah. What were you going to say? You, I said something and you looked like you were about to interject. I just didn't know if you were going to go straight into like all the insurance policies <laughs> you were going to start talking about. No, no, I wouldn't bore everyone with that. Um, but I think that like times have changed though. Like, I think that's why there's such a disconnect between, um, like, our parents' generation and us because we see the viability of creating a life through online money, through making our passions and our hobbies. We're so interconnected that there, if you're interested in something, there is an audience that is also interested in it. There are people like you that are interested in the weird thing that you think is weird that you're interested in. There's literally a Facebook group all about miniature pigs. There's a miniature pig community. How do you know this? Uh, it was used as a, I was learning how to do Facebook ads um, and they use that as an example because it's so obscure and random. Um, shit, then people love miniature pigs. It's, I, I don't know anything about it, but what I'm saying is that like whatever it is that you think you're like, oh man, I really love this. This is what I do on my free time. There's an audience out there for it, you know? Like somebody had to create the forums that you go and you read all this stuff. Someone has to create those videos that you watch, you know? Um, and if you just enjoy consuming that and you're happy, great. But if, you're kind of being like, man, I kind of want to do something I love. Like, why can't that be you? Which is a weird concept to, to toy with, you know, in and of itself. And I think this podcast taught me it because it's like, I never thought anybody would want to listen to us ramble on about nonsense, you know, but people do, people interact with us and um, all this stuff. But anyways, Dalton. Okay. So let's go back to your IT job, right? <laughs> first day, first day you walk in, they give you a, they give you a name tag, right? And you look at the name tag. And Dalton it, motherfucking drum. And it's supposed to say like, hi, my name is, but it's like this like different language. It's kind of like, uh, like kind of like, kind of like Norse, but yeah. not really. Yeah. Uh, you know, wh what would that read? How would you introduce yourself? Uh, Mitnamda. Mitnamda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been, I've, I'll be honest, guys. Uh, I've been kind of fucked up this week uh, with school and stuff, so I haven't had the most time to uh, work on the language. But uh, turns out I've been trying to learn Swedish when I was supposed to be learning Norwegian. Um, so <laughs> two different languages. So so for those that didn't listen to last week or maybe there's new listeners here, what are you talking about? Uh, I've been given the challenge to learn, uh, not really like learn all of it, but learn some like form of language. And be able to write my Christmas list yep. in that language. Right, a good and old then Sandy. Say it 
uh, at the end of the month. Basically, what I wanted for Christmas or whatever. Just a good a good few sentences in Norwegian, right? So uh, my task was to try and learn, like like how to say hi. My name is, and then it went to just my name is Dalton. So uh, all right. So one more time for for our audience. Uh, it it goes a little like this. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna sing. <laughs> uh, it's mit nam nier Dalton. All right, now sounded pretty good. Yeah, it sounds okay, but I'm pretty sure it's not how you say it. <laughs> the thing is, is the Google Voice thing is very frustrating to use, and I've been trying to use the Duolingo one, but I have to make an I have to make an account, but it's not make letting me make an account. It's trying to make me make it use the like already used account. So I gotta figure that out. All right. I'm already I'm already all computered out. So I'm like, fuck. Okay, maybe later. So I'm gonna do that later, like probably tomorrow, to just get all settled and make sure that I have an existing account. I think I have to do it on like a laptop and not on my phone because it won't let me do it on my phone. So, but yeah, uh, it's 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 gonna. Ha- I will be able to do all this. I just need some time. So yeah. next week will be a lot better than this week. Yeah, you had a big test this week. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give you a pass, but as long as you can read your Christmas list by the end of the month, you're, yeah, you're golden. Yeah. We're only eight days into December. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. I don't know what this I love you story is. You know what? Let's get into that real quick. <laughs> I just Let's get that out of the way because oh my God. this has been on my mind, and I vented about it earlier this week, too. I do it at least once a week. It's really frustrating. So the I love you story. Now, that's a story that fucks me up every time I think about it because with Matthew, he actually has a hard time expressing himself apparently more than I thought he did. So about three weeks ago, I was feeling super vulnerable and just like trying to figure out my life and where I want to go with it and everything and just in in my feels. And I was like, you know what? Like Matthew's done so much for me. Like I need to make sure he knows that, you know, I love him. I appreciate him, right? So as a brother does, I walk into his room. Do I say anything? Not really. I just kind of walk in like I normally do. I watch him for a little bit. He's he's working hard. Like I got like fucking ten meetings on the phone, fucking phone, and doing all this shit, right? And so finally, I'm like, "Hey Matt, hey Matt." And Matt's like, "Dalton, I'm on like fifteen meetings right now. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm sending twenty emails at the same time. Can you give me a break?" And I'm like, "Hey, I just want to <laughs> let you know, man, I love you." And he stops what he's doing, and he looks back at me, and he goes. What'd you say to me? <laughs> and I was like, I-, I love you. And he goes, what the fuck? And I was like, I'm sorry. Okay. And given granted, Matthew will come into my room and say, hey, I love you, man. I'll go love you too. Like super fast. I won't like look at him, but I'll say it back. And I was like, looking at him, <laughs> this is like five seconds of silence. And I'm like, are you going to say something back or do you love me? And he goes, he goes, no, I'm not going to say it back. Like I, like I, like I cussed him out. It literally felt like I cussed him out because that's how was, that's what was on his face. Like he's like, you just, you just said fuck you ten times to me instead of saying I love you ten times. And I was like, I just said I loved you, and he doesn't want to say it back. He didn't say it back the whole day. I had to call Monique and vent to her and tell her, hey, your your boyfriend is being a little piece of shit. I was like, I told him I loved him, and she's like, oh, what did he say? And she's like, I was like, he said nothing. He got mad. He got mad at me. And told me to shut up. And she's like, what? And so Monique had to get in, in, in the, on the phone and talk to Matthew. Matthew was like just being weirdly like rude. It was just very rude. All I said was I loved you. And I, and I expected that I love you too because we're brothers. And we show that. And we say it out loud. And that's a beautiful thing that I thought we had. <laughs> I thought we had it. But now, now he knows better because he learned from his mistake. 
Just say I love you too. I don't know why the fuck he was so fucking mad that day. I just wanted to show him that I appreciated him, right? That's it. All right, Matt. So we've heard from the defense. Thank you. uh, Or we've heard from the plaintiff. Now you get your turn to uh, present a defense. Thank you, Your Honor. For being an asshole. Is that what a plaintiff means? To your brother. (laughs) The plaintiff is like the story? Yeah. No. The plaintiff is the person who's complaining. Oh, I'm not complaining. I'm I'm making a statement. Hey, I would love it if you would shut the hell up so I could talk. What? All right. So you have to understand the dynamic of me and Dalton. I always tell Dalton that I love him. Anytime I see him, hey, love you, bro. Fuck off. No, he doesn't. He doesn't fucking say that. Yes, I do. He says it once a week, maybe. Shut up. Maybe. Would I like it more? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, but maybe I want it more. I don't know. Dalton comes into my room and he goes, love you, bro. And I turn around and I look at him and I'm like, what do you want? That's what I said. I turned around and I said, what do you want? Because whenever Dalton is nice to me, there is a caveat. There is He needs something from me, no. right? Because, for instance, I don't use him for this anything. weekend, I walked in the door. Just walked in, right? A little tired. You know, I walked in the door. How does Dalton greet me? Now, from Dalton's story, you guys are thinking that Dalton has open arms like, my big brother, welcome home. How was your day? I made you this peanut butter jelly sandwich. No. Nine times out of ten when I walk in the house, Dalton goes, what's up, bitch? Fuck off. No, I don't. Yes. Here's what happened. Are you talking about Sunday morning? Sure. You're talking about Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Matthew comes. Me and Mo are playing video games, talking, drinking coffee, doing whatever. And Matthew comes back from the gym, right? And the door's locked. Lord forbid the door's locked, right? <laughs> so Matthew goes. He goes, trying to like break the lock. He's like, why is it locked? You guys are right there. Really? Really? And I'm annoyed. I'm like, bitch, this is the first time I'm seeing you. Why the fuck are you acting like this? It pissed me off. So I open it and I go, what's up, bitch? You good? And, and then he was like, he's like, oh, I'm, fucking, I'm sorry. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you mad? I'm like, did you not forget everything you just fucking said when you walked in the door? Like completely like forgetting that he is the bad guy in this situation. He fucked up and he came out hot. So naturally, I'm going to come out hot if he comes out hot. It doesn't take much for Matthew to piss me off. It's like. A switch. You two can you two can piss each other I'm off. I'm fired up for this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was waiting for Dalton to tell me what the hell he wanted when he told me that he loved me. He doesn't do it very often, right? And this one was out of the blue. So it, it should be like, meaningful if I don't do it often. Oh, don't! It's a random Tuesday afternoon. It's like pronounce my one, name right, Dalton. Uh, <laughs> so that's that was the silence i had no problem telling him i love him i've told him that his entire life he tends to forget it from time to time so what went through your head when you were quiet then when what you were just you staring want? at me what does he want what is he going to ask me for so why couldn't he just say all right i'm going to say i love you too and then be like i love you too what do you want well the reason why is that would have been so much better yeah, yeah, yeah but see the thing is that you got mad and then you were like what the hell man you were i did not get mad and then just on principle i can't do whatever you want from that point that's not on principle you know that's just I mean? you being you no, no. Like, I don't know why you think everything has to go in a big brother category, but it doesn't. It does, though. It's just a way somebody thinks. No, no. It, it's, like, I could be a big brother, too, if I wanted to. No, you can't. I just want to be an instant douchebag. I can do that. dad to have another child. Yeah, be a big brother. I wouldn't test that. I'm a big brother to Caleb, I feel. Okay. Right? Sure. You would say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I agreed with you. Your your face is saying no, but your 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 words are saying yes. Okay, listen to my words, not my face. No, that's fucking stupid. Because I know what you're thinking. I'm not thinking anything. Yes, you are. 
Ask, oh, fuck off. Okay, Caleb what? likes me more than you. Uh, yes, Shut sure. Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to have this podcast anymore. <laughs> well, I just want to be drummer. Well, now that we're uh, now that we're nice and heated up, let's go ahead. Let's take a break. <laughs> I gotta pee. Welcome back, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed the break. Yeah, we needed it for sure. Uh, so we discussed a plan and a challenge for you guys as well. Uh, since we all know how poorly Matthew reacted to my I love you, man. Um, I think that you guys should go around and try and see what the reaction would be with your siblings or family who you don't normally say it to. You know, it would be a very specific time when you would say that. So if you say it randomly what the reaction would be, I, I can imagine it being kind of uh, uh, awkward or like, like just like I, I could picture it being more of Matthew's reaction probably for other siblings as well. Uh, but I just thought our, our relationship was so unique that it would just make sense, but it didn't. So if you guys would like to try that, go to one of your siblings and say, I love you. And if you guys want to record it and tag us in it so we could try and see what, what their reactions are and if it's as similar to Matthew's poor reaction as uh, it was. So it'd be awesome. So go ahead and try it out, guys. Yeah, do that. Tag us in it. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, but all right. On to the next, on to our segments. Our next segments. What? So, this week we got another round of real life D&D. This is where we take real life situations and we pretend that they're do Dungeons a, and Dragons situations. Do we have an situations. intro for real life D&D? No, we'll nah. just go into it. Yeah, All right, real life dunda. All right, so I am the DM. We're going to get started. It is... Uh, I'll close your eyes, Dalton. Contrary to that... Hold on, hold on. Dalton, you got to close your eyes to get in, in character. You guys in character? Yes, go Dalton. Go All David. Right. We are in a big banquet room, and there's a big long table with Matt and Monique, Dalton, okay. families, all right, all right. and a few select people that are in two sets of parties. Oh, okay. It is the rehearsal dinner. What time is it? For Matt and Monique's wedding. Dang. I did it. I popped the cue. I've dreamt about this day. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Now... At this point, <laughs> Dalton's dreamt of Matt's wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know where this is going. At this point, yes. Oh, fuck you, David. No. No, fuck you, David. I, at this point, I turn to David and go, fuck you. No, no, no. You don't, and you give, give him the mic, you, you dirty bitch. It, you can't do it to me. But at this point, yes. It is the normal time that uh, <clears throat> mics are being passed around for any kind of toast. Matt. <laughs> Now, have this you? Is stupid. I'm, not I'm, doing I'm this. assuming I'm there too. Yes. But, uh, yes. Uh, I'm also assuming that you've chosen Dalton as your best man. Absolutely. Oh, wait, so, you guys opened your eyes. Yeah, you yeah. can open your eyes now. I, you guys didn't tell me to open. I was right. just having my eyes closed the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. So, Matt, you give the mic to Dalton. Hey, take it. No. I just want to see what you do. You don't have to, you don't have to do it. Just this is it's not like based in real life. Just hi. Uh, as you guys know, I don't want to talk. Um, <laughs> I also am not the current best man at this wedding. Uh, David, I'm seeing you over right over there eating your food. Um, you're gonna have a problem with those crab cakes, buddy. Later, I'm just letting you know. Um, anyways, guys, uh, you know I figured I'm the brother. Have to say a few words. Uh, so Monique. I love you. You're the best. You really are a one-of-a-kind person with the biggest heart. And uh, I'm so happy you're in my life. 
and then we get to hang out together, play video games together, eat dinner together, drink together. Um, it really does mean a lot to me, and I do love you for that. Uh, you're marrying my brother, so congrats. I guess that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Matthew. What's up? Shut up, I'm talking. <laughs> um, hey, man, just treat her right. I'll fuck you up if you don't. Good night. And then I fall asleep right on the table. All right. Dalton falls asleep. Okay. Dalton falls asleep. I stand up. I turn around and I go, David, you're going to need to give your speech right now because tomorrow at my wedding, the wedding day, Dalton's going to be giving a best man speech. I'm sorry. I hope that you're okay with this, but Dalton's going to be my best man. And I roll for uh and then I wake up <laughs> and, and I go, uh, Matt, <clears throat> that's not happening. <laughs> and then, uh, and then David, you know, gives his response and the party dinner ends up, you know, finishes up nicely, beautiful dinner, good taste. And then you guys go to sleep ready for the big day, ready for the big day. The, who wakes up first? The next I day? do. Obviously you wake up the next day. All right, Dalton. There's no way that you wake up before me on my own wedding day. Matt, I fell asleep on the table. You don't think I was a little uncomfortable? No, I think you were probably very drunk if you fell asleep on the, we saw what happened at my graduation party. <laughs> <laughs> Lord forbid. So you... <laughs> Dalton, you fell asleep on the table, right? Yeah. You wake drunk. up, you wake up in bed. Okay. Nice. 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 Uh-huh. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing somebody took me there. <laughs> so I'm in bed. I wake up. You know, take a it's shower. Not your, it's not your room. Not my room. Are we in? Are we, what, what's our location? You're in uh, some hotel. Is there a that's gym? right next to the venue? Is there a gym in the hotel? Yeah, sure. Go work out. Go work so, out. At Five a.m. So you get dressed. You head down to the gym. Five a.m. Five a.m. What kind of what kind of gym do you think it is? It's like one of those bitch ass hotel gyms. They don't have any like real weights. Some fake ass machines with no dumbbell or no no barbell. All right, it's all like dumbbells up to thirty pounds. It's your stereotypical hotel gym, but it's got like you know the it's open got- window on one side, all the stuff. Yep. And there's Big always that random lady side. running for hours. Big mirror on the other side. All right, Matt, what's up? You wake up at some point. What do you do? I wake up. Um, you wake up on the floor. I wake. I wake up on the floor. on the floor of the of the of the room where the where the dinner was. On the floor of the room where the dinner was. Yeah. Uh, I immediately try and find my phone. Your phone is not, is nowhere near yours. You have Dalton's phone for some reason. I have Dalton's phone. And there's a text in my phone that says, you a roofied bitch. (laughs) It turns out that Mo meant to roofie me, but roofied Matthew instead. Why would Monique roofie you? That's a good, that's, that's not quite it, but keep going. Okay, um, so I would immediately call Monique, or I would call you don't my. Know the code of my phone. Yes, I do. What do you do? <laughs> you sure? What's his code? I'm not gonna say it. Um, I would immediately either call Monique or I would call Dalton, or I would call my phone to try and find my phone. Okay, when Monique. Oh, God. <clears throat> Monique's already been awake because she's getting ready. You know, her she doesn't answer the phone because she's doing her bride stuff. Okay, I would get a hold of somebody at the party. I would call you. I would just need an explanation why I was asleep on the floor because then I would do what I normally do, which is who do I need to apologize to for what and where the hell is my phone? Uh huh. That would be. So let's say, so you, you FaceTime me. Okay. And when you FaceTime me, Mm -hmm. you notice 
at the same time you FaceTime me, Dalton, you check out the mirror in the gym as you walk by. Yeah, I'm looking at myself. And you both noticed, Matt, you noticed when you FaceTime me that you're calling and Dalton's face is on the little screen. Oh, we switch bodies? And Matt, you look, and you're oh. in the gym. Oh, <laughs> and, and Matt's looking back at you. Oh. Whoa, whoa. Dang. Well, first of all, you've upgraded your body because I look great. Uh, uh, definitely so not. You're welcome uh, for taking such good fucking care of myself. I go, no wonder it's been so hard to walk. I have these thick-ass thighs I got to move around. <laughs> Don't even match my body type. Uh, so then, yeah, so if I realized that I was Dalton, I would immediately hang up and I would open up the camera app and be like, what is, I would like be in shock. I wouldn't know what to do. So then I would probably be like, okay, probably well. just like grab my big dick. No, not that. <laughs> Whoa, it's as huge as he says. Uh, I would immediately try to find myself. I would try to find my body. I would look at Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I would see if Matthew trimmed the night before for like his wedding night. And I'm guessing with his lazy ass, he probably didn't. So I would probably go trim for him. Honestly, I just take care of the body. You know, I actually give it a real workout, not just, you know, weightlifting all the time. I would actually like put some cardio in. So you would do absolutely nothing to help fix the situation. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to prime this motherfucker up. I just want him to be sore tomorrow. (laughs) So let's say I just, it wasn't simultaneously that you guys figured it out. I just wanted you both to get the info at the same time. Okay. So I, you, so you're, I, you've been, you found this out way before. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh-huh. I saw my thick thighs. <laughs> no, no. You still <laughs> saw it in a way. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you still saw it in the mirror, but uh, it's like, it's like five fifteen, and your body still passed the I'm fuck still, out. I'm still passed out. I'm still mid-wad, though. So I probably still just finished up the wad, even if I was Matthew. If you being you would honest. realize that you were Matthew after you started working There's no out. way you finish. Bro, There's. I would no. totally just start squatting. Because why? It doesn't benefit you at all. But like now I get to see what it's like to squat like 415. Okay, Dawson, your back's going to blow up halfway through the wad, and you're going to be like, wow, this is terrible. Matt's this body sucks lying. ass. <laughs> halfway through, you get a call. And it's Monique. Oh God! What does she say? She goes. She goes. Hey, I don't. Know, what does she, she call you? She calls me baby. Matt. Hey, 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 baby. Just calling, making sure you're awake, <laughs> making sure you know you're getting up at the right time for our wedding today. Yeah. What do you say? How do you? Like, how hey. Do you um. So yeah, I'm not Matt. <laughs> uh, it's me, Dalton. Loki in his bod right now. Uh. <laughs> Uh, just straight vibing, steady grinding. But I just wanted to know, um, I'm gonna go find me and get fix me up. So we, uh, I'm him and him, and he's me. She well, says, well, she says, she says, Matt, I don't have time for this shit. I'm glad you're awake, but I have my own stuff to do. And she hangs up on me. <laughs> Gotta not, I'm sorry. I gotta get it out. I'm, I'm sorry, Monique, if this is not how you would <laughs> react, but I'm you today. So, uh, okay. So now you're going to go look for him. Yeah. All right. So let's say you're FaceTiming me. And as you're FaceTiming me and you realize it, Buddy Boy busts through the door. First of all, who the fuck is Buddy Boy and why are you calling me that? (laughs) Because I don't know if I should call you Dalton or if I should call you Matt or whatever. So you're Buddy Boy. Call me Malton, dude. Do not call him Malton. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So I see my body with my younger brother's 
soul. Hey, he sees me it. try to run, but I don't know how to run in his legs. <laughs> so I'm like, nah. All I would say is, not so easy, is it? Uh, <laughs> um, I would, I would honestly. My knee hurts. I'd be like, dude, what happened? And why have we been Freaky Friday? Like, did you open up a fortune cookie or some shit? And I'd be like, I love Chinese food, first of all, so properly. Um, but I don't think that would be the cause of it. Would I, would you would you want to go throughout the day? Like, okay, see, not here. at all. I would never want to go through a day as Matthew. Why? I'm great, dude. No, I just you're. This isn't just me. any day, though. No, that's true. It's the wedding day. It's, so it's it's so much more he, stressful. Also, like. I love Monique. I don't want to marry her, you know? So it's like a personal thing as well. Just me. I don't know. If I, if, Here's the thing. If I needed to go through the wedding for Matthew's sake, he's like, bro, like, like he's like, we got to figure this out, but I'm still getting married tonight. Like, you still need to do it. Like, you need to get married. And I'd be like, Matt, do you know what happens after that? <laughs> I don't want that. Uh, no, no offense to Mo. It's just, it's, it's like, it's a weird thing, yeah, you know, bro, it's a weird brother dynamic. I, yeah. You know, I wouldn't want him to fuck anybody I was dating. Yeah. I know. I, well, I'm sure you, you guys have already, said, you guys have already said you have the same penis. So those words have never left my mouth. It, that's, <laughs> and at this point it's either confirmed that's neither or here nor there. Okay. <laughs> Honestly though, I would want Dalton to disagree with me for something just so I could grab like a cup of milk and be like. You listen to me or I drink this <laughs> and you deal with it tomorrow. That, that would be my threat for what anything Dalton didn't want to do. Um, no, honestly, this is what I would drink do. milk. Dalton comes in. We talk and I'm like, what the hell happened? How do we like reverse this? I would immediately go to Monique. I would walk in as him and Monique and I have like, like safety words or like little things that only her and I know about one another. Uh-huh. And I would immediately be like, listen, pineapple. Listen, this is like, this is Matt. I know I look like Dalton, but something happened. You know, Freaky Friday? Yeah, that happened on our wedding day. And she would be like, Dalton, stop. Dalton, stop. Matt, put you up to this. He's trying to throw me off. And she would put up a fight. I know that she would. She would totally put up a fight. But I think the minute she saw the way you were, because me, Matthew, we stand differently. (laughs) We talk very differently. And we just, we move very differently i'm very destructive and matthew's semi-cautious he's i wouldn't say he's not destructive as well but i just i have terrible depth perception so i run into everything so he can see and he has glasses so it works out actually i don't know maybe i'm wearing your glasses i don't have depth perception anymore i feel like i feel like just our dynamics would just be in different bodies and i think mo will be able to tell instantly absolutely. from that absolutely is that oh matthew's acting more like dalton and getting frustrated at the same thing Dalton gets mad at. And Dalton is acting like Matthew, doing all these things that Matthew would normally do if he was Matthew. Absolutely. So I think I think what she saw us together. But if it was just you. Well, but no. she's also getting married that day. Do you think she has the mental capacity to deal with that when she's also got to get everything she ready would, for she herself? She would be very stressed. Or she, would she just be like, Dalton, stop. I don't know why Matt told you that. That's not something that was ever supposed to get told, but it's pissing me off. Please just get no, out. No, we, that like we have like very, it's. She's not talking to Matt. She's talking to Dalton. I get that, but I I know Monique. There's this. She has this ability to just have gut feelings about stuff, and I know without a shadow of a doubt, she would be like, "I believe you," and I'm really taking a chance here, <laughs> because this is insane. 
but let's go kiss. find the other one. No, what? Oh, I thought that'd be like the like you kiss a certain way. So that would be not saying I would want to kiss. I'm just I'm saying like you kissing her in your way that you kiss her would be like the answer to show her that you I are. I feel like our secret that. word should be enough because nobody else knows it except for me and her. I know it. No, you don't. Lethargy. No. Damn. Okay. So then I would I I would get her out of the room. Especially she would know it's me because when I need something, I'm turn to a incredibly bitch. stubborn. Uh like so st- like to the point where like she knows Dalton well enough to know that he would give up. And then I will just sit there and press the issue. Now, not that it's a bad thing. You would just get so frustrated you would leave. You'd be like, fine, I I, I don't want to deal with it. I don't know if that's a good or bad way of explaining me. Either way. So it's like it's like Let's say like 9.30 at this point. And the wedding's at 11. Wedding's at 11. Ooh. It's 9.30. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. is Matthew's late to a lot of things. I would be there right on time. I'm like, literally never late. I'd be there two hours before. So. I would Google what to do. You'd Google I would, I switch would, bodies. What else are we going to do? Is nope. That I, here's oh. what I would do. I would sneak in a bush. I'd wait there. Watch Matthew walk across, you know, in the hotel lobby or something. And I run fucking as fast as I fucking can. And I go, right before I would hit him, I go, Matthew. And then Matthew go, what? And I go, boom, and hit him as hard as I can with my head and my body. Like our heads collide. And I'm thinking that our spirits will go back to where they Dude, were. Dude, how crazy is it? Because like when you, when you did that, that would be the fastest you've ever ran. I'm faster than you. No, you're not. I would have a lot more power behind it because you, you your thighs. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that headbutting your body is only going to suck for you in the morning. But would it work? I really doubt it. D&D? You headbutt Matt, and when you headbutt each other, a single phrase rings out in both of your head. Ow. Jenga! No. That <laughs> phrase says, oratory appreciation is the greatest empathy. Only then can you achieve a return to apathy. I remember that I talked to this orthopenis one. <laughs> what the fuck was I trying to say? Orthopedist? Orthopedic. Orthopedic surgeon. <laughs> so what happens is I remember that I talked to an orthopedic surgeon that's one of Monique's friends. And I talked to him. And we got this whole conversation and I told them, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'm a drummer. Like, me and I have a podcast. And there was a segment in the podcast where all we did was talk shit on orthopedic surgeons. Right? So he's like, he's like, oh, yeah? You think, you think we're, we're weird? You think we have, we think we study for too long for education? Wait, so wait, we wait, pissed him it, off not knowing that we did that. Is this real? No. No, he's Oh, this I, is fucking. Oh, sorry, bro. Sorry. This keep, is D and D. Where are you getting orthopedic from? It came in my head. It has nothing to do with what the phrase said. I thought I thought, I thought that was like something an orthopedic would say. <laughs> Why did you think that? <laughs> I don't know. It just sounded like it. You hear that phrase, and let's say so wrong. While you were talking uh, earlier I, in the I day, would, I would grab Dalton and I would look him in the eyes. Orthopedic, and I would go. I love you, man. I go, I love you too. And then our bodies are back. Nope. Fuck. No, but you when you when you get that ping, Dalton like a IP. in Matt's body. <laughs> let's say 
got a moment of clarity once he finished when he when he passed out. Okay, what the fuck did you say though? He I was not it. sober. I mean, he was sober. Okay, you say what so you, he did not pass out from being drunk. Okay, hold on, Dalton. Okay, he passed out not from being drunk. Yes. Who did? That's the only like rev, uh, like revolu- revelation that that Dalton gets. Okay, is, is that he passed out, but it wasn't from alcohol. Then what was it from? What I said earlier, I got bamboozled. <laughs> Someone put something in my drink, dog. No. Okay, hold on. We run into each other. What was the phrase? One more time. Oratory appreciation is the greatest empathy. Only then can you achieve a return to apathy. Okay, what okay. does oratory mean? What do all these words mean? Hey, I think it's time for a d- 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 dictionary with Dave. Hey, what's oratory mean? Oratory means like of... Of the oral, like like by like mouth. Speaking? Yes. So speaking our appreciation for one another. Which is the greatest empathy. True greatest signs empathy. of love. That'll bring us back to apathy or whatever? Yeah. We okay, have to awesome. get married what first. Is, what does apathy mean? Apathy is like a di- indifference. So speaking oh, how much... Since I'm not the best man, that's the indifference. So I have to explain my... I express my love to Matthew, how much I cherish him, even, even when he's So we walk down the aisle together first. Here's what needs to happen. Separate no, I got it. Ceremony. I got it. What? Why are you breathing? Okay, so here's what needs to happen. The wedding needs to happen. I have to get married to Monique as you. You have to see what it's like to do the best man speech, speaking about yourself. Talking about how much you love yourself. It's saying that you don't love yourself enough. So you have to speak about how much you love yourself and how much you love Monique coming from me. Because since I can't do the best man speech, it frustrated you so much that our minds changed. And now you have to do the best man speech for me. <laughs> typically, typically there's a maid of honor speech. There's a, there's a best man speech. And then the couple gives a speech of their own. Fucking shit. <laughs> you're not out of the woodwork. Why oh. can't I just not talk? I'm never getting married. Dalton, you're on the right path. Okay. Okay. I, you're, you're way ahead of this. So a sense of appreciation. What ortho, 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 oratory. oratory appreciation for defecation? Depre- <laughs> <laughs> say defecation? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Uh, I can't remember half the words you fucking said. It goes in one ear, out the other. Okay. So then if, if I hope you would express that to me, be like, bro, this is what we got to do. Of course I would. Then I'd be like, all right, let's do it. Which but is, I would say it really close to your face. <laughs> which is what? I would, you know what? I, I don't think it would need you to, to I would, your love. I would take Dalton or myself. I would go to some other room or I would go with like all of the groomsmen and then I would, would give, you hold my hand? Sure. I In would, what way? I would give the speech that as Dalton that I was supposed to give last night. Like this or like this? Uh-huh. To myself. We probably lace fingers. Yeah. Um, cool. I would give that speech to my boys, like, like the, my, my bridal party. Right. I would give that speech. And bridal then, party and then hopefully is that what i call it yeah a groomsman you can find no discernible change uh when you give your speech because he has to do it in the wedding why does it have to be in the wedding like because the wedding is where it matters can, can that, you say can you say the thing one more time david just one more time uh you solved the clue from that oratory appreciation is the greatest form is the greatest empathy only then can you achieve a return to apathy Oh, so is it supposed to be that like I give this speech and then I realize that 
it doesn't matter if it's ever verbalized. It's how he feels about me in the first place, whether it's ever expressed or not. It's how I treat him from the start. Or it's how like... All right, all right. I'll modify it. You give your speech and Dalton hears a ping in his head. No, it's a <laughs> But like <laughs> a positive ping in his head. Okay, so like we're on the right track. Ting. Okay, so then now I'm assuming Dalton needs to give a speech about me or himself. Why, it, why it goes, am I giving all the speeches? It here? goes both ways. This is one sided. If I need to learn to say the things that I love about myself, you need to say the things that you love about yourself. But then I wouldn't say that because it's about me and Mo. It's not about you. It's, it has nothing to do with Monique at this point. So well, you have, you have to thing. think back to why Dalton passed out. Think about this for a second, Matthew. Think about this for a second. If we are in the actual wedding, I'm here, Mo's here, you're somewhere over there, and you're giving your speech, and they give their speech, whatever the fuck. I have to give my speech. Why would my speech correlate and be completely about my brother and not about the person I'm marrying? Okay, so then give the speech about how much, how much, how you've seen me love Monique. Matthew. If you implement me in your speech in your wedding speech, I'm going to be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> if if he gets up with Monique at the end of the night and goes, "Thank you, Dalton,", Dalton. <laughs> like, I'm like, "What the fuck? Just leave." Yes, Dalton. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Dalton has solved this one. I did. You need to. So you need to give your speech at the end of the night about how much it means to you, and how uh, basically how you feel. Yeah. Not just with Monique, but like how you feel as a person, and how basically expressing your thanks and also like your strengths. You need to give a, another speech about Matt. Yeah. Except you are Matt. Yeah. So I had, to, I, had to, I had to see it from his point of view. Yes. Why, like, that's so important. Why being which the best man is so important. Which would explain why it was immediately after his botched speech, he passed the fuck out. Mm. Uh. So you solved it. So who cast the spell? So you solved it. There's David. And now we get to hear it. David's like, Expelios, uh, love. You get to talk about me. How did you know the speech? We mean another. You didn't do the first one. That's why you passed out when we got into this predicament. <laughs> so I, I would I would do a few things. I would um, look at Monique, and I look at Matthew, <laughs> and I grab her hand, and I hold Monique's hand. Just look at Matthew. Really, I want to say thank you for my time. Uh, I want to say that you know, maybe I do have thick thighs. It doesn't mean I don't have a thick heart. <laughs> I want to say that were these pants a little tight today? They were <laughs> a little tired than expected. Yes, but not as tight as my bond with Monique. Mm. And I want to say that I love this woman and I will cherish her as much as I cherish these weights that I lift every day. <laughs> and I just want to say, Mo, I love you. And Dalton, bro, have you, have, have you, are you 180 right now? <laughs> you look good as fuck. <laughs> Uh, uh, thanks everybody for being here your family your family much love one up let's go fucking get bamboozled baby okay a couple things uh babe if you're listening to this i will not bring up dalton and or weights in my in our speech at our wedding um so yeah did it work are we back to normal now um, I mean, I'd assume the speech was a lot better than that, yeah. but we're at it. Would time, so it would definitely that, so that be. Was it. You solved the mystery, which is what, if everyone was playing along, I'm sure they got there before you guys, but good yeah. job, Dalton. Dude, Dalton, good job, dude. I was, I was lost. You know, even though I solved it, I still didn't know I solved it. <laughs> it's okay. You were, you were very good on the track. 
Okay, the whole way cool. there. Thank you. And so that leads into our signature segment. Ready? Is it canon, bro? I hate it when you do the what yeah, part at the I, end. Can I, you stop I, doing yeah, that? No, it probably hurts their ears as nah. well. And this is our first. Not gonna stop. Submission. Is it canon? Oh, someone submitted it. Someone submitted it. Who is it? We got. I got a message Give from Shouty Towdy. Shouty Towdy to Ernesto. Thank you. Okay. I'm just kind of. I'm kind of not vibing with Ernesto right now. <laughs> Why? Can I just explain that for a second? Yeah, sure. Go for it, big guy. You know. You know how I talked about my elf thing. How it was like a problem for me. Yeah. Well. You know what's worse than an elf on the back of a car? Santa. Santa. Mm. And you know what he has mm. on the back of his fucking Jeep? Santa. Santa. Sorry. Just holding off for dear life as he's driving past these kids. You know? And it's just like, <laughs> that's not okay, dude. Like, they're, they're excited for Santa to come, put the presents under the tree, blah, blah, blah. Like, come on. Like, that's kind of fucked up, bro. Santa got caught. And, and Ernesto's just driving around willy-nilly. That's fine. It's not like, it's not like it really bothers me, but it kind of bothers me. All right, so Ernesto, you get a you get a shoddy toddy, but also wispy, like wispy. also like square up, dude, or or wispy twisty, wispy twisty, square up. We have so many of these now. So, but <laughs> he sent me this big long post that was uh, really funny, but it all revolved around the uncanny valley. The uncanny. And so the valley. uncanny valley is what we will be talking today and deciding if it's canon or not. Right. Canon or not. Uncanny Valley. Do you guys know what the Uncanny Valley is? I'm thinking of candy. I do not. Candy? No, it's the Uncanny. Candyland. So the Uncanny Valley uh, was coined in 1970 by a Japanese roboticist named Masahiro Mori. Okay. And he put it in one of his papers, and it's a theory that the more a robot or... The more something looks to be human, the more affinity and like likability it has when it comes to humans until it hits a certain point. Once it hits a certain point, that likability factor just plummets and it turns to strong revulsion and disgust until it gets uh, so lifelike that it's nearly indistinguishable from another human. Huh. And so that's something that is put out there. It's still a theory. There's been plenty of studies and plenty of studies for I mean, it and against it. Like the uh, the Facebook one, right? Yeah. Have, you, have, have we talked about the Facebook one? So Facebook made two computers and they both had conversations with each other. And uh, within like a, a week or two, the the two computers were speaking to each other in their own language that they made up. So nobody understood what these computers were doing, what these AIs were doing. So they had to turn off the whole system because they're like, we don't know what they could be thinking about, talking about. They gave them all these types of conversations to have, and then they just let it blossom from there, and it just got really fucked up. So this is more the idea. What were you going to say, Matt? Uh, I was going to go off that, but let's stay on course. The yeah, let's stay on course. This is more the idea of like the Polar Express, Beowulf, you know? Uh, Angelina Jolie's in Beowulf. The first Jeez. Final, fan- the first final san- Fantasy movie uh was the movie that really brought this term into the mainstream. Uh, and just how those movies like didn't do very well because people were like, eh, it looked, it looked too real, but like, was it, that fake anime? It like wasn't a, like a CG. Yeah. CGI type of thing. Even Shrek, uh, when they first did test screenings, the kids didn't like it because Fiona looked, they said Fiona looked too like, too real, real. Yeah, yeah. So they yeah. had to go back and make her look more like a cartoon. I wonder if that changes if you can control it though, because I think when you see graphics from like video games, 
like every every year when they look more realistic every, like right now uh 2k is coming out and the graphics are like insane right everybody's like raving about it and i kind of wonder if it's like because we control it right like we actually move the character we're okay because i think it comes from a, a lack of control that we have a problem with it um because like this automatically makes me think of a show that um, Mitch told me to watch, Monique and I, um, and I didn't think Monique was gonna like it because it's kind of sci-fi, but she fell in love with it. It was called um, Be- Better Than Us. Uh, hold on, let me get the name for that really quick. But so it's it's mostly used for like robots. Yeah. Like when they make robots that have human faces and they try to make them look as human as possible, like it creeps people out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that can. I can see how that can like be weird for a lot of people. I know CGI like Beowulf. When you talked about that, it takes you like ten minutes to realize if you if you, if it's your first time watching it, it takes you a minute to realize that these aren't real people. That animation is like amazing. Yeah, like even till this day, like you still kind of question it, but it's just too glossy, and that's when you find the differences. And then when you see the feet, the feet is where it really shows, like the feet and the glossiness of the character. That's how I found out that this is all animation, but. The way they do the animation also is like dots all over your body, all over everything, yeah. you know, like that's why it's so accurate. But yeah, I, I think that that's kind of crazy. Even when like you see sex dolls, you know, like uh, like when I worked at the sex shop, I had I had a, like I had full bodies that I like you can take out and show and and uh, like kind of just sell sell off. Right. So those things, the only thing that wasn't real, like that didn't look real about them was like their eyes because their eyes really didn't have like life in it. But other than that, like if you just covered the face and had it like standing somewhere, you would never question it. So um, that actually ties in perfectly. So the show that we watched was called Better Than Us, and it's a um, it's a Russian based TV show, and it's essentially this company creates these dolls, and robots are a part of the daily life. This company that is the main company in the show, uh, they create l- the most realistic life 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 like sex dolls. And that's how these robots come to be. However, the robots have these three rules, you know, listen to humans, don't against, uh, in no way, shape or form will you harm a human, right? Um, but like in, I the, robot? in the kind of, right? But like way, but way more advanced. And the problem comes with, you see, and Monique pointed this out, that the resentment comes from these Dolls are manufactured to in the the perfection that the the person that's creating it sees, right? So now women in the show they have these contacts because it makes their eyes look bigger. Because now not only do they have to compete with other yeah. people, they have to compete with the the dolls themselves. And the dolls are practically right? and then perfect. and granted, I feel like it would go both ways. But in the TV show, it was only women dolls. There was no male dolls. Um, no, male sex dolls. There's a male butler, but other than that, um, but I think it's. I think the resentment comes, like I said, from the lack of control. Once we stop understanding them, or once we like, there needs to be this like barrier of we are human, and this is what makes us us, and you guys are what we created. You are our creation. I think there's this like hierarchy that needs to be respected, and the second those things start to blend, as humans, we don't like it because we begin to feel feel inferior because like a machine that can process all this information so quickly 
has a deeper understanding about us other than us being like, well, I don't really know how this works. Like, I don't know how to even update the software. And the fact that there's been so many tests, like, on AI in general, on how computers can work, like, by themselves, you know? Like, they have all the answers already. Like, they already have the answers. They had to look for it for a second. Literally a second. Yeah. But that's so tied to technology and, like, it being robotics compared to, like, they did a study where they showed uh, monkeys four different types of uh, <clears throat> videos of monkey faces. One was just a wireframe face. One was like a grayscale design, uh, like a, a model of a face. One was colored in, but didn't have fur. And then the last one uh, had everything to try. It was like the most realistic possible. And then they showed like footage of a real monkey. So when the monkeys were shown the stuff, they looked at the wireframe and then didn't make eye contact with the grayscale or the furless ones. But then when it went to the like 3D animated, fully 3D animated ones and the video footage, they would interact with that one. It was mm. fooled. Like, yeah. Like they, like they believed it. But so what's I'm, that, I'm sorry, that has I, nothing. I'm that trying has, to understand the question. That has nothing to do. Do you think that phenomenon exists? Cause that's of something like what? I'm saying, like with this, with this monkey thing, like, there's a certain level where it looked like a monkey to them, but not enough. And they didn't want to interact with it. They were like, no, please. Whereas the wireframe and the realistic one, because yeah. it looked enough like a monkey to them. They were like, oh, cool. Another monkey. Like, what's up, dog? Like, how you doing? But there's that, there was that gap for them where they were like, mm nah, no, this isn't, this is weird. I don't like this. Get away, get it away from me. I feel like I get what you're saying. Have you ever felt a, a thing where you've like looked at something and been like, that's, I, that's supposed to be human, but it's not human. And I, I don't, I don't like it. I feel weird about it. Have like, you ever had that experience where you see something you're like, mm, that's not like for me, that's wax figures. Like th those oh. are immensely popular. Like, and I, I think, I think that straddles the line really close. Yeah. For me, I'm like, it puts me on edge. I know that's human, but it's, it's, I know it's supposed to look human. It's not. It freaks me out. I don't want anything like, to do with it. It feels like something's going to pop out. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you're like waiting for it to like go, like actually move. And it looks like it's in the movement of doing something. I can't do those things, man. The wax museums freak me out. They're cool. I love the art behind it, but the the realistic side of it freaks me out because I don't know, like you want to react, right? So if we want to tie it in, that's kind of like what you're saying, Matt, with the lack of control. Yeah. Yeah. There's no control with that. Because I feel like for wax figures, I'm always expecting them to move. So I have a preconceived idea of what it's supposed to do. I'm waiting for the chest or the lungs to take oxygen Someone in and exhale. Breathe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I'm looking for something like, even uh, if like to flinch or something, yeah, like it takes a very special person to sit, completely still without any type of sway so you see that but it looks so realistic it just like it doesn't make sense in your head like you're you have these expectations of a human being and when those things aren't being met it's kind of like oh what the hell like yeah what, like you're just on edge you know yeah i know it sounds very like all over the place but there i i promise it like it connects a little more and that's why i wanted you guys to look at the uh the possible explanations especially all of them basically when i was looking at it but especially the morality salience, uh, I think it's just written really well. So if you guys just wanted to oh, read those and then and yes. then react off to it, so them. I'll, I'll start. You know, I'll go down the list here. Uh, the first one says, "I think that the I think the key is that when you make 
appearance is human-like, you raise expectations for the brain. When those expectations are not met, then you have the problem in the brain. That's kind of what I just said with the like wax figures. Like you're expecting like a, a movement, you're expecting a high, you're expecting yeah. something. Like like our brains are meant for survival, and the way that we survive is by understanding situations at hand. It's uh, by living in a state of anticipation of what we think that the object or the individual in front of us is going to do. Yeah. And when that is not being met at all, it tends to make us worried because we're like, I don't know what to expect. It's like when you see... Um, kids come in contact with an animal for the first time you don't know what to expect that you don't know the animal's tendencies if you've never been around it you're kind of like unsure you know until you learn about it then you're okay you know yeah um so that's kind of survival response to death and disease uh the next one is morality salience yeah uh plays on subconscious fears of reduction replacement and annihilation this is exactly why everybody's terrified of ai i think ai is dope I think it's cool. I, I, I understand. I just had this conversation with uh, my boss. So my company's working on some really, really cool stuff using AI. And he asked me, he's like, what do you think? And I was like, I think that if you don't understand it or you don't utilize it, I think a lot of older individuals are going to be replaced pretty soon. Like, I, I do. I just think that that's the way that it's going. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it just does things perfectly if, if it's programmed correctly. But so like talking, connecting to what you guys were saying earlier, the first one says a mechanism with a human facade and a mechanical interior plays on our subconscious fear that we're all just soulless machines. Even if that's not the case, that just, that is a fear that we all have inside that we don't. Yeah. We're always trying to be somebody, always trying to prove something to each other, no matter what. It's just human nature. I get that. I think I just strongly disagree with the idea that we're soulless machines. So I think that's why I initially want to just throw this one out. Your belief but is just too strong. I just, I don't believe technology will ever replace the way that you, the, the way that you feel energy from other humans. I don't think it's saying it's replacing it. It's just, it's like a reflection thing. You're looking at it and you're going, that has no soul. Do I have no soul? Because it looks just like me. So does that mean that I have no soul either? Like mirroring? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that one. Just like the second one says, androids in various states of mutilation, decapitation, or disassembly are reminiscent of a battlefield after a conflict and such, as such serve as a reminder of our mortality. It's like when you look at androids, they're all, you know, when they're busted apart or they're being taken apart, it looks like, you know, amputated humans yeah. or like decapitated humans. So all your thing is like, wow, that thing's dead. I just like I will be, you know, someday because it has that like similarity to us yeah. in appearance. I, I, that makes sense. I just keep thinking of Terminator. Uh, the last one or second last one says uh, most androids are copies of actual people. They are doppelgangers and may elicit a fear of being replaced on the job in a relationship. And so uh, I that's agree with pretty that. Accurate. I, I think, think I think that's accurate. a lot of people's you know biggest fears, especially if we don't understand the makings of it. Or how to control it. Again, yeah. I go back to that control thing. Yeah. The big thing on the message I got from Ernesto was that uh, it, it it's a survival tactic that's been evolved. It's an evolutionary thing in our mind. And the question then that was brought up was, what was out there that mimicked humans so well and was so dangerous to us that we had to develop this, like, this response to protect ourselves? Probably aliens. It's just the expectation of humans. Just people being people. We get, we get used to the thing of like being social. It might be other humans too. Like that, yeah. that's also an option here. You know, like it might just be other humans and just 
you know, the terrible things that we do to one another, you know, on a daily basis, you know, causes us to live in this like state of like, you know, got to be on my toes. Yeah. yeah. I could definitely see how it can weird somebody out. It makes sense. I don't. Do you think the, we'll get, this is the, I don't know what it. I'm looking for canon in this. Do you think that feeling, that phenomena exists? Yes. Yeah, I guess. Do you think that it was caused by something in our past that was like mimicking and, and, and not like shape-shifting, but like looked enough like us, but wasn't for us that we needed to protect ourselves from that now we're just left with this uh, leftover. I think a lot of this is influenced by media, right? By movies, stuff we watch. But the thing is that a lot of people don't know and like they never realized that I never realized is that this stuff was capable years before. Yeah. Like, like we could have done Terminator years before now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all able to happen. But the thing is, it's not brought up to the people like until the movie happens. So the people, when they see the movie, they're like, oh, this can happen now. But luckily, it wasn't able to happen back then. But we had AI way before we even thought we had AI. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I, I, it's, it's canon. It's canon. Yeah, I say it's canon. All right. Dalton, D, what are you squaring up with this week? So I've been really craving spaghetti. And there was one time I was at like an Olive Garden or something. I forget where. But I was eating dinner with my mom. And she was like, Dalton, like you got to eat spaghetti like this. You get some spaghetti, you get it in a fork, and you put it on a spoon, and you turn it on the spoon, and then you eat it. And I thought that was fucking stupid. And I was like, why can't you just scoop it? Yeah, just shovel. Just shovel just that shovel. shit. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that makes sense. Did you want to use God-given forks, too? Like, why'd you have to use my that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why do you have to use a spoon? So my thing is, like, manners. Who the fuck cares? Hmm. Who, who said that this is manners? Taking your fork, putting it on a spoon, putting it on there, fucking rolling it on there. Why the fuck does it matter if you just don't scoop it and eat it? Enjoy your fucking food. Who gives a shit? So you're squaring up with manners. With with table manners. All right. I think it's fucking stupid. Yeah. Put your elbows on the table, dude. Just do it. I will not. All right. Well, I am squaring up this week with, with the knot in Monique's hair. That is the bane of my existence. I named it. <coughs> Ursula. Nope. Naughty. Um... So Monique was combing her hair. Uh, she tried to do this cool new hairstyle, but you normally use a round brush. She didn't have it. Uh, the hair got tangled in around the brush, super super tight. The worst knot of ever. So much seen. so that me, Monique's mom, and Monique's dad all spent about an hour in the bathroom. And Monique's dad had pliers and was pulling the bristles off of the brush, each one individually. Boom, 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 That's boom, 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 right? We slid the brush out, and now she's had this, like, massive knot. So I had the privilege of spending about 8 to 10 hours over the last couple of days. And I know usually Matthew exaggerates, but I'm here to tell you that he does not. No. He worked on it for a very long time. I was doing everything I could to make progress and move it apart. And poor Monique, because I, like, hairs were being ripped. <laughs> She like I was. You could hear it, bro. Yeah, you'd hear you it rip. Hear like it. it was, it was bad. Like I was trying so hard not to break any hair, but like I don't know what she and like it was tight. Like there was no leeway in the knot. Yeah. So I'm squaring up with that knot, because goddamn, fuck. I really hope it gets 
that that shit gets figured out. It's intense. It, it was. Will. It was. It's gotten better. It's gotten a lot better. He did a lot of progress on it, but it takes. It's gonna take a long time. It's still going on right now. She's it's, gonna try and get it fixed on Thursday, so we'll see. But David, what are you squaring up with this week? I'm squaring up with uh, Albertos and alcohol. All right. Because I went this week. Uh, Rachel and I went to Corona, and the city. <laughs> <laughs> And there's this place there she always wanted me to Wait, try what's so called, funny about that? Uh, Miguel's. Coronavirus. Oh, yeah. got it. There's a place she always wanted me to try called Miguel's. And so we went there and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this California burrito. You say it's so good. The Cali Bees. And, uh, and nothing will just ever beat that first mm-hmm. California burrito I ever yeah. had. <laughs> I've given up on trying to find like the perfect thing. Because even going back to Alberto's now, it's not, not drunk that like that night. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's, it's hard cause. to yeah. that that I think it's funny how much like a memory it can influence everything can influence so much on what you believe and what you think. Because like you you probably would have never really cared for Cali Bees if we never showed you when you were drunk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think the first time he tried Cali Bees was the same time that I tried Cali Bees. It was the same time. I think it was the same time. We yeah. we all had it together. Yeah. Might have been. I had just. Then after I, that, we just kept going to concerts and doing that. After, I had just right? come yeah. home from college, so that probably makes sense. Yeah, that was just became my favorite nighttime food. Yeah. But yeah, so, so that's good. what I'm scoring up with this week. All right, uh, Dalton D, what was your woe due to the week? I know I was supposed to look at Christmas trees, but I just haven't had time to be honest with you. Uh, I don't. I don't have one. Okay. I don't have a woe dude yet. Nothing right. that was like crazy that you just experienced in life this week. Um, I learned how to do like how to send malware files without nobody finding the malware. So that was pretty exciting. So you learned how to send viruses. Yeah. Whoa, dude. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. And then how to counteract it as well. But it's pretty cool. It, it was pretty That's dope. That's wild. Yeah, it was wild. Matt, what was your woe dude of the week? My woe dude of the week was uh, something that uh, my friend Marissa sent me. Uh, she sent me this article and a. I love people do that. Um, it was some high, some high-ranking individual in Israel uh, that was part of like the Galactic Federation, and he came out and said that aliens are here, but they haven't revealed themselves yet because the human race is not ready. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, and I know this has been confirmed because I think uh, one of the high-ranking official in Canada also said the same thing. No, first of all, I said it. Mm, okay. That's how we know it's real. Yeah, but nobody listens to you. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's my woe due to the week is that they're here, but we're just not ready yet. I'm I'm personally ready. I personally want to be abducted. I think it'd be cool. I think I'd give them a show. David, what was your woe due to the week? Um, you never want to get abducted by aliens. You, I'm just surprised you'd want to give them a show. Oh, I, 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 I would tell them, look, I'm the perfect specimen for they you They would guys. literally send you back down here so fast. I'd be like, what do you guys want? Like, you want to stick something on my butt? All right, fine. Whatever. Right. You guys want me to do some push-ups? You guys want me to, like, work out for you? Run around naked? Tell me. I'll do it. Let's have, let's have a good time. But first, let me ask you guys some questions. And can I go to your planet? No no comment. No comment. David, uh, my what's your to, My will do to the week no, is uh, this, guy, this guy who's driving in his car uh, one night just had a rave going in his car oh yeah like he lined his car with like leds going along the whole back it was like a prius or something he had smoke like a smoke machine in there or something <laughs> i couldn't so tell if his hand was like, <laughs> I was a, was like a shot was glass or something no no he He's was just, not just in his just, car he just had the leds like flashing different colors 
smoke machine going on, stared at me a couple times. I stared back. I was like, what's up, dude? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. And then he just car? kept going. Yeah. Wow. No, he never lowered his windows, which I thought would take care of the smoke. I think he wanted it to be in there. I remember when I used to bathe in my car with like the smoke in there. It, it, it was like a Tuesday, though. Man, so, man. hey, you know what? It, I'm just like, whoa. Tuesdays, Tuesday bro. is somebody's weekend, man. You never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Uh, Don, what got you stoked this week? Uh, well, there's one thing that got me stoked. And, you know, like, did the Niners lose this week? Yes. But it was very nice for the moments I could watch the game to see our starting running back, Mostert, and Wilson Jr. as a secondary running back. And they're just fucking killing it. Like, they averaged six six yards yeah. of play. So that was pretty cool. And seeing Debo and Ayuk together, yeah, I think they cool. should have been given the ball a lot more. Debo, did, Debo didn't get the ball till the third quarter, yeah, I know. which I was fucking pissed about. I watch. But um, to see to see all those guys on the field, I'm very excited for next season. Um, but that was that's that's my that got me fucking stoked. I was happy to see everybody healthy again, which makes me really happy. But not we're, like our team's not healthy, but those guys are, and that makes me very happy inside. Oh yeah. What got you stoked this week, Matthew Drum? Uh, what got me stoked this week? We kind of talked about it earlier, but just like. Being able to create something outside of our, you know, normal jobs, like that opportunity is abundant, and I think that just gets me really excited. So I got me pretty stoked this week. All right, you've made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much. We really do appreciate your time. And if you are watching us on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell notification. That way you know when our videos do get uploaded. Uh, go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms at Drum Podcast, and um, make sure you send in those videos of you telling your siblings that you love them randomly especially if you don't normally do it um and don't do it for the video do it just because like it's really important to tell your siblings these things you know i feel like we don't do it enough uh, you think so <laughs> bitch and as always everybody uh i'm drum and i'm drummer we'll see you guys next week be safe bye bye Don't fucking do that. (laughs) Even if it's fake, I don't care. I love you too, little brother. Thank you.